Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Kevin Joseph, and you are now listening to The KJ Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Your boy, Kevin Joseph, here, back with the practical section of the podcast, where you know every episode, I got to give you some practical advice that you can take for your business, for yourself, and for your health. Ooh, that kind of rhymes. Anyway, um, today I want to talk about Instagram. And I want to talk about how you can get business through Instagram and, you know, kind of potentially grow your Instagram as well, too. So um, you have your Instagram profile. And one, you need to you need to build your profile to, you know, kind of whatever you're looking to attract. So if you're a business, if let's say you're a photographer, you're a trainer, build that profile to what your audience is going to see. So if you're a trainer, you know, have a lot of before and after pictures. If you're a photographer, of course, have a shitload of pictures and so on and so forth. So now how you're going to grow and how you're going to get business is you're going to um, find uh, the top hashtags for that niche. So for example, if it's in the fitness industry, you're going to, um, well, let's not do fitness. I always do fitness. Let's do photography. If I'm a photographer and I'm looking to do business and I'm looking to do weddings, okay? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up the top hashtags for weddings. So let's, that whether that be weddings, honeymoon, uh, newlyweds, whatever, 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 okay? So I have my Instagram profile that's built up of, you know, pictures that I have my, my past work, um, my current work. You know, I'm giving tips about how you can um, make better pictures, make better memories, whatever, whatever. So now I'm going to look up those top hashtags and let's say I look up newlyweds. From there, there's going to be top, there's going to be nine top posts in that. What you're going to do is you're going to go and see which ones are actually relevant. So which ones are actually newlyweds, which ones are actually, you know, not newlyweds, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to look at those top nine posts. You're going to like, you're going to comment on them, something valuable. From there, you can go in the DMs and you're going to leave a genuine, you know, direct message. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I see your newlyweds. Um, I think that you should uh, blah, 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 or I'd love to work with you, blah, 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 blah. I would love to get you a free shoot, blah, 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 blah. You know, hey, you can contact me, 15-minute conversation, blah, 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 blah. So you're going to do that. Um, and then, you know, from there, after you finish the top nine posts, you can kind of scroll down and kind of see um, which posts are relevant to you. You know, maybe do... 10, maybe do like five to 10 pictures for that hashtag, right? Then boom. So now you're done with that hashtag. So now you're going to go to another hashtag and you're going to do the same thing. You're going to go to, from we went from newlyweds, now we can do, we can do uh, just married. We're going to go to just married, see the top nine posts, comment, like, DM, hey, blah, 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 hey, blah, 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 you know, whatever. You know your niche, you know what the hashtag should be. And so you're going to do that um, for, shoot, like 10 hashtags. And 
that is how you're going to grow your audience. You're going to grow your business and grow your audience like that. Because now these people are going to be seeing you. They may not reply, but they'll see you um, and they'll notice you. Of course, not everybody's going to reply, but the people who do reply, you're going to get them, you know, you're going to get them on the phone from there. You know, it's your job closing them over the phone or selling them over the phone. Um, you know, from there, you putting that engagement on people's pages. Now that's going to bring other people to your page because obviously those those um, those hashtags, those those um, what's the word I'm looking at, those profiles that you tag, they're trending for that hashtag. So if you're leaving comments, you're leaving likes, people are going to be able to see your profile. If you leave a good comment, people are going to click your profile and boom, oh my gosh, you got exposure. So that's why you can't be doing all spammy stuff like, oh yeah, check my profile. I hate that. You know, leave something valuable, leave something relevant. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you're going to grow your uh, Instagram following. So that is it for the practical section. Let's go ahead and get into the podcast episode today. I'm going to be talking with Nikki Woods. She is an awesome, awesome entrepreneur, um, been in the media game for hella, hella years. And so she's really going to break down exactly how, you know what, let me just start talking about it. Check out the podcast and like, comment, subscribe, and talk to y'all soon. Hey, what's going on, guys? Your boy Kevin Joseph here, and I have a special guest for you guys today. I have a Howard alumni, so if you guys don't know, that is the real HU. She is the CEO of her own media company, and she is an amazing speaker. I want to give it up for Miss Nikki Woods. How are you today? I am awesome. How are you? <laughs> I am doing oh so well, oh so well. I met Miss Nikki through uh, LinkedIn, so... As you already know, guys, I always tell you, use your LinkedIn because you never know who you will meet. So, Nikki, please, I would love to let let the audience know a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, as Kevin said, my name is Nikki Woods. Um, I am known in the media space. I've been in the media, TV and radio, traditional media for um, upwards of 20 years. Um, I worked in Boston, Connecticut, St. Louis. Charlotte, uh, Chicago was probably my longest stint, and I was the, the morning show host there at WGCI uh, FM. And then I transitioned uh, to the executive producing spot for Tom Joyner, um, the nationally syndicated radio show. And I resigned from there about a year and a half ago to, um, to start my own company so that I could teach people, um, entrepreneurs, expert speakers, how they can use the media to build their business or their brand. And what was it that really got you into media? You know what? I don't know. I mean, you were talking a little bit earlier. I mean, I I went, my first degree is in education from Howard, and I uh, taught fifth grade, and I just immediately recognized that was not my calling. Um, I just thank, you know, thank God that I recognized it so soon, and I didn't spend 20 years doing something that I didn't didn't enjoy. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's interesting because I think that it's communicating um, is something that I've always just done. Right. And it's something that I've always been very good at. And so it's surprising to me that nobody, not even my parents or any teachers, said, why don't you try journalism? Right. And so I was just listening to a radio show one night and I was like, I really, I really could do that. I really could do that. And so I went back to school and got a different degree. I got it in broadcast journalism, and uh, and I went to work. 
Yeah, I think I know, like, I know speaking for personally, like, I know when I hear about journalism, I think about, like, literally somebody who's just writing 24-7, like, that's really all it is. And so, you know, when I talk to people like yourself, is is that really how it is? Well, I mean, you do have to have a strong writing, um, writing, um, you know, muscle. You have to write. Um, mm. But because I was broadcast, you don't have to write a lot. You oh, know? It's, okay. like, right. it's like two minutes worth of copy. Um, and so there are different, definitely different factions. I started out in television. Um, I started out in news and then I transitioned to sports. I worked okay. at ESPN for a little bit, um, but it still didn't feel quite right. And so I did a guest stint as a morning show co-host on radio for a week, and I just absolutely fell in love. Oh, so there's okay. so many, I think, for any field or profession, there's so many different ways that it could be done. Um, that even if you have a passion for one thing, you, you have to find your perfect niche, you know, right. with just exactly what fits. Um, and radio was it for me. Even though I enjoy doing video and I enjoy doing television, um, I didn't like the 20, you know, I didn't like the nine to five mm-hmm. you know, have to show up every single day and make up air comb, that sort of thing. Right. So people, radio is great because you can go in your pajamas and people think you look fly. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I just really love radio. And to me, radio is similar to, to podcasting because it really is just like two people having a conversation. Right. I mean, you may have a million people listening or when I was with Tom, it was eight million people listening. But it really was just like all of us having uh, having a conversation, and I love the the intimacy of that. I love the um, the personal feel that that radio had, and I didn't get that from TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like especially now, like you know, moving to such a faster pace um, time, podcasting has become a very convenient way of you know getting your type of media out, just because nobody likes commercials anymore. Nobody wants to be listening to. Um, um, five, seven minutes of commercials and things like that. People want to get their information and then, you know, kind of go. Well, I am still very much a very traditional radio kind of girl, so I get it. But I think that the thing that the thing that I like most about podcasting uh-huh. is that you know there's only so much time on the air, so there's only so many spaces for people in traditional radio, mm-hmm. and there's so many more people that have messages and you know, passions and, and expertise and stuff that we, we should know about. And so it's awesome to see so many people being able to tap into that uh-huh. uh, and get that out to the people who need it. So um, from that standpoint, I mean, I think podcasting has been phenomenal. Mm. Wait, so since you have your own radio show, do you have your own podcast as well, too? I have not started a podcast because, like I said, I'm very much a traditional <laughs> radio girl <laughs> is what I've done. Um, but I've done enough interviews with podcasting that I can right. certainly appreciate, you know, how um, just how wide reaching it can be. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably something that I'm going to look to do in some form. I mean, I have a YouTube channel and I do Facebook Live like every single day. So it's not like I'm not out right, there. Right, right, right. Uh, but I have not sat down and said, OK, I'm going to construct a formal show. Type of show type deal, yeah. And, and so, and I did it, like I said, I did it for upwards of 20 years. I always did mornings my entire career, which is really, really good, but it also means you lose a lot of sleep. So every right. morning yeah. I was up for, you know, at 2.30, yeah. uh, getting ready for work. And so I really wanted a break from the have to do it every single day. Okay. And I think the, in taking that break, I've rediscovered my love for, for communication and for mm-hmm. radio and for for that sort of thing. So. And things like that. Oh, man. Well, let's go ahead and get into the next section, then. You already know this is the practical section. So, Nikki, I would love to break down 
you know, if 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 I am somebody who wants to get into media, you know, let's say I am a up and coming um, student coming out of college and I've been studying journalism or just somebody who wants to get in that media space. What are the things that I need to do to become successful in the media industry? Well, I think it's certainly a different time than it was when when I started because you didn't have any other outlets. You couldn't go anywhere. I mean, you had to wait for somebody to give you a job. So even if you want to work in traditional media, um, my biggest suggestion is that you just start doing it. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities through podcasting and YouTube channels, Facebook Live, that you can really start to hone your skills Mm -hmm. and your presentation skills and learning the different media. So, you know, for radio, um, you know, because it's not a visual, you have to to learn how to um, to project and bring energy and do sorts of things and really explain to the listener what you may be seeing or, or describe what you may be seeing because it's not visual. Right. Um, even yeah. though there are some live streaming, there's a lot of people who still don't do that yet. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you want to be in radio, then podcasting is great. I mean, but you can start doing it. Um, I think the biggest thing now that people look for is is that brand that they can bring to an already established audience. So before, it's like they wanted to mold you. They wanted to say they discovered right, you. Right, right. It's not like that anymore because now we're just looking to, to build platforms. And there's so many different ways people are ingesting media. They want people that are out there that are doing it, that are building their own platform. Um, because even though uh, a media outlet is a brand, you are also your brand. Yeah, and so absolutely. you have to develop your brand as much as possible. And like I said, one is just start doing it. The second thing I would suggest, um, you know, even if you want to become big in podcasting or if you want to do the traditional route, is if you start networking with the people that you might consider influencers in that space. So, you know, there are several people that just kind of lead the charge when it comes to, to influencers in podcasting. And the same was, you know, with radio. If you're looking to get with a traditional media outlet, you know, as you know, the only way you're going to get a job is if somebody loses a job. Right. And so you really kind of want to be top of mind with somebody because it's not like they, you know, it's not like working at Walmart where they post the job and then they, you know, take a hundred applicants and then they fill the position. Right. I mean, they really know. I mean, it's a very, very small knit community. And so you really need to start networking and, 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 and getting in there. That's why internships are so great because you actually get to work at a media outlet and you get to learn that and you get to network and meet the people that are making the hiring decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you need. That's what you need to do. Okay. And so um, with the networking aspect, is it, you know, how do I go and network with them? Is it, is it more so just, you know, like DMing people like yourself? Um, is it more so like going to a lot of events? Like what, how do I network with these people so I can actually get my shot? Well, I think you need to narrow down where you want to be. So just a quick story. Like I knew that I wanted to be at WGCI in Chicago. They were the top, they're number three market. So, you know, media, we go by markets. And and ideally you want to land in the top 10. Chicago was the number three market. And I wanted to work at the number one station. And when I was in Boston, even though it was still a number top 10 market, Uh it was a sun up to sundown station. I don't know if you ever heard of what that Uh, is. What is that? That means you go on when the sun comes up and you go off when the sun comes down. <laughs> so it wasn't even a 24-hour station. So even right. though I was in a big market, I was still at a small station. Mm. And I, 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 I sent my, and it was still where we still mailed stuff. So I still mailed my air check, which is what you kind of sound like on the air doing your thing so people can hear what you sound like. Mm-hmm. And I would mail it every single week. And every single week I would get, you know, the, the, you know, the, the return response, we're not hiring. 
Um, and so when I was leaving Boston and I was going to Jacksonville for another job, my sister was in Chicago and I stopped in Chicago. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go up to the station because I've been, you know, I've been corresponding with these people for a year. So they know who I am. Yeah, clearly. right, of course. I'm Nikki Woods, right? <laughs> and, um, and so I go up there and they had no clue. They'd never gotten the air check. And so Elroy Smith, um, if you are looking to be in like urban music formatted radio, or Elroy is somebody you need to know, hands down. He's one of the best programmers in the business. He's in San Francisco now. And so I went in, and he was there, and he's, you know, one of those people, oh, come on in, you know, let me listen to you. And so he popped in my air check, and I got hired that day. Oh, wow. Uh, so it just, so two lessons here. One, persistence pays off, um, and being ready, being prepared pays wow. off. Um, but two, you really have to meet these people in person. Mm -hmm. So it's good to DM, and, and obviously, you, you know, social media has changed the way we network. Uh -huh. um, but at some point, you have to get offline. And yeah, you really to have to meet them. And the great thing about media is that we're always doing events. Uh -huh. So it's not hard um, yeah. to get to know other personalities. It's not hard to start, you know, building that network. Because the other thing, even if you're not meeting the people that are actually doing the hiring, the personalities know when somebody's about to get fired or they right. know when something's about to open up or they know when somebody's about to make a change. Mm -hmm. And so networking with them is also a good look so that you can hear before other people um, in order to, to get your name out there. So initiating conversations um, is good, but you do have to take it offline and start meeting, meeting people in person. Okay. And so um, if I want to go to, let's say, you know, I want to be a, a broadcaster. I'm in Houston and I want to be a broadcaster in L.A. So should I go and move to L.A. and then from there start networking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. is, in uh, New York and L.A. switch back and forth. So L.A. may be the number one. They're either number one or number two. New York right. and L.A. are the biggest markets. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't. I would start in Houston. Okay. Um, I would start, you know, you can, there's there's radio stations there where you can do some volunteering. You could try to pick okay. up a so Saturday get your, get your feet wet in it and then from there and in okay. that environment because it really is something that you it's hard to break in when you're on the outside looking in mm. because it's such a small community so just getting in the network first is is great okay. um, and then starting to, to now look around get that experience start to hone your sound um, and, and really work on those skills because it's not it's great to be able just to talk and to be able to have like that gift of gab where you can carry a conversation. Right. I mean, there are nuances to, to this. It's not like we just show up and talk. I mean, there are <laughs> right, you know, right. things that you have to learn. It's a, it's a skill. Yeah. Craft. Um, and, and whatever position you decide you want to play, you know, like the morning show has certain positions in a different field. Middays is a, a different energy than mornings. I mean, you have to figure out where you're going to fit in and what you want to do. Okay. Um, and then you have to learn that. And like I said, networking um, from the inside is a lot easier than networking from yeah, the outside. Yeah. But I never suggest that anybody just up and move in pursuit of a dream. Okay. Um, because, you know, especially to L.A. or to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, or to New York. Yeah. Okay. Um and so do you think since you went to since you did both you went to school and then from there you got the experience is it what's more important the schooling or the actual experience of you know actually working with um a company things like that i don't think anybody that ever hired me ever looked at a resume okay i mean the re the, the education part for me was because um i wanted to be a newscaster and so i think that takes a little bit more formal education mm -hmm. as far as writing and delivering and that sort of thing right. um and i also recognize the importance of being starting to be in that network 
Um, so I could, um, you know, so I could get the internship. I could do all that kind of stuff because a lot of internships now you have to be, um, you have to be going to school. You know, usually they pay you now, but before it was like college credit. Um, and so you had to be in a college. I mean, so I did it for that reason. But like I said, I don't think anybody that's ever hired me has ever looked at a resume. Okay. So it really is, I mean, you know, they want to know what they're getting. They want to know what they're putting on the air. They want to know what they're presenting to the people. And they want to know how it's going to make their brand um, better. And so um, I always say the experience is more important, but don't knock the education either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, awesome. Awesome. For sure. So it's not, and, and I just want to be clear because I know a lot of people who never even went to school for radio. Uh -huh. But they came, you know, great radio right, person. That's why I was asking, right, if, if yeah. somebody compares to somebody who just fresh out of school or somebody, you know, who has been like, you know, maybe just like interested in this space, you know, who would have, you know, a better shot because they went to school or is it just because, you know, maybe this other person has just been working and, you know, media and things like that, um, who would have a better shot? But like you said, yeah, the experience um, is definitely a big key. And then from there, of course, you know, I imagine personality and, uh, you know, networking and things like that. No, absolutely. I mean, some of the biggest radio personalities that I've worked with don't don't have an, a, a degree. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, mine was more news focused. And even in the positions that I worked, like I was news director, or I was, you know, in addition to being on air or whatever. Uh -huh. So, you know, it, it really came in handy for me. But that's not everybody's walk. Okay. Um, one guy that I hosted mornings with, he was he was an advertising guy. Yeah. And radio the, the Elroy once again just loved his personality and thought it would be good okay. um, and so he put him on on the weekend and he just kind of honed his skills and um, and so soon he was doing mornings on the number one station in the number three market which is which is huge yeah there's also particulars for cities like I mean I know New York like New York loves New Yorkers like it's hard to come in from St. Louis yeah and right, right. New York <laughs> if you don't understand the culture so there are some markets like that where you really kind of need to be ingrained. Um, and understand. Not saying that it won't happen, right. but you have to do some work to get you up to speed. Have to do the groundwork first, huh? I was saying you have to do the groundwork first. You have to do the groundwork. You have to know the vibe. You have to come in and really be able to deliver. Um, not all markets are like that, but but some are. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, there y'all have it. Very, very, very successful keys that you guys will need if you wanted to get into the media space. So now we're going to go on break. I hope you guys enjoy the music. If you have another artist that you would like for me to put on the air, please send them my way. Just give me an email or you can just shoot me a DM, whatever you need to. So we'll be back with Nikki and uh, see you soon. Babies, you bring me the funds, don't want to love, flexing and running it up, doing whatever we want, doing my thing, doctor, that be the name, better not say it in vain, pulling it up, A-Shine throwing it up, ay, 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 look baby, bring me that loop, ay, look baby, bring me that loop, ay, look baby, bring me that loop, ay, I'm going hard in the booth, ay, look baby, bring me that loop, ay, look baby, bring me that loop, ay, look baby, bring me that loop, ay, I'm trying to cut me a coup, ay, Ay, look baby, bring me that loop. Ay, look baby, bring me that loop. Ay, I'm going hard in the booth. Ay, look baby, bring me that loop. Ay, look baby, bring me that loop. Ay, look baby, bring me that loop. Ay, I'm trying to cut me a I'm trying to cut me a cool. What's going on, guys? Your boy Kevin Joseph here. Welcome back. I am here with Nikki Woods, and we are going to get into the section of what do you have planned for the future. So. Miss Nikki, I need to know, what do you have planned for the future? 
So I think for me, um, I mean, you know, being your, your own, you know, boss and right. growing your own business, I mean, that like is a full-time job. I'm also a mother. Um, so I have two teenage boys. So you, you understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> say less, say less. I understand. Um, I love them. Um, but for me, just enjoying this space, enjoying this freedom and really, like I said, trying to make an impact with. Um, entrepreneurs, experts, and speakers when it comes to visibility. I have started to do some producing with documentaries and film and TV, so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, And and I just love media. Like I said, I love the art of communication. I love, um, you know, helping, you know, messages get out. And I I just, I want to focus on that. So I'm really, I'm really, I'm really happy with where I am uh, in life. But I think if I had to say like my one dream job, um, I certainly wouldn't knock, you know, getting asked to, to host a television talk show. Um, and I'm enjoying the producing of, of film and TV and learning that that aspect of it as well. Okay. And, and with the content that you're posting, well, I guess let's kind of rewind back um, and kind of can you go a little bit more in depth about your company and like what, what it is and how you're helping entrepreneurs and people and speakers? No, absolutely. So I, I focus on visibility. I mean, because you really can't build a thriving business if you don't have eyes on, on whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Um, and of course, it includes social media and content marketing and, and some influencer marketing. But my unique value proposition is that I understand the media. Right. Um, so helping people with the traditional uh, media space, but also the online. So like podcast and you know, Facebook Live interviews, there are several people out there that, that have large online outlets. Um, I think the key for most entrepreneurs is just understanding that all media is not necessarily good media, mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessary media. I mean, you really want to be on the outlets or in the publications that, that target your 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 ideal customer. Right. And so narrowing that down and making those decisions is, is some of the strategies that I use with, with clients. Mm, um, okay. But it really, I just, I, like I said, I just love the media space. Um, and so um, now it's just helping people understand it, how they can leverage it to build, build their business or brand. And how are you getting, um, how are you going about getting new clients for your business? Well, it's not really, it's not as difficult for me because I have such a big platform already. Mm-hmm. I think the challenging thing for me, it was transitioning okay. uh, my brand so that people didn't expect, you know, me, the radio personality or the TV personality. They really saw an entrepreneur that was trying to help them get the media. Okay. Um, and, and I think I had a plan. I think that because I was an employee and transitioned into an, you know, to an entrepreneur, they're two totally different feels, right, you know, you got to have two different mindsets, right, and so, um, you know, just having a plan in place, um, but for me, live video has been phenomenal in just, a, you know, getting my message out so people understand this is what I'm doing now, okay. um, they messed up and gave me LinkedIn video, <laughs> <laughs> that is, they wouldn't give it to me for a long time, but I finally got it, and so that really has been great, um, I mean, I still think that, you know, it's a process, um, and you have to have certain systems in place. Okay. Um, so you can't just do one thing. So okay. even with like, you know, traditional media, it's great. But if you have no way to um, transition them from just an, a, an audience listener or watcher or whatever into a, you know, a customer, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, one of the ways that I like to work with clients is really learning how, teaching them how to bridge the, the, the gap between the media and the money piece of it. Okay. Um, because at the end of the day, we're all in business, you know, to make money. I mean, we want to make an impact, we want to get our message out, and that's great. 
uh, but we want to make the income as well. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I'm focused on. Okay, just really, and with the content that you're having now, are you using like any type of paid strategy or anything like that, or is it all organic? No, it's not all organic, but most of it is. I mean, my page strategy um, may be doing a Facebook ad, um, you know, campaign if I'm doing a certain like webinar where I'm about to launch a new product. Okay. Um, I have not um, gotten to where I, because like I said, my platform is pretty big. Okay. Um, but I think that, you know, you need to have a good mix and you right. need to figure out what works well for you. Absolutely. So people, you know, say, oh, you got to be on Facebook Live. If you're not doing Facebook Lives and you're, you're messing up. And that's uh -huh. not necessarily true i mean i have a large platform on on facebook uh -huh. um, but they're not my clients right so i have to be very clear about how i show up and what i expect mm -hmm. to come from facebook yeah so you just have to understand where your people are where your clients are mm -hmm. and, and show up there in a way that they can understand and, and and make a commitment to your services yeah and so you do have to have a marketing mix um, I think that Facebook is going to change a lot as far as the paid campaigns just with this new algorithm switch. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not sure it's, it's going to be worth it um, as much as it was before. But there are other ways, obviously, to get paid. Instagram, um, I've done some paid campaigns on Instagram and had great results. Um, I'm an author, too, so you know, paid ads on, uh, on Amazon have worked really well. So you just really have to, I think, um, and if this is not you, if you're like not the marketing dude, you need to, or a marketing woman, you need to sit down and find somebody who can help you put together a strategy. Um, and then, as you know, you just have to constantly monitor and, and tweak it and fine-tune right. it um, and change it when you need to change it because nothing, nothing, in this social media world, it changes so fast uh, on what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and, like, what you can do, like, with the content that you already have from LinkedIn, then from there, you know, you can just... Um, target those same people from LinkedIn on Facebook, you know, from there, just kind of bring them through, you know, a funnel that you have, um, you know, so now while you're working on LinkedIn, you also have in a, in a, uh, a strategy of people, literally your videos are popping up on their timelines, but instead of these just being your fans and things like that, these are actually, you know, targeted people. So now these are the CEOs of these companies, you know, the marketing directors of these companies. Now they're seeing your content and you're bringing value. So you're not selling anything. So you're bringing value to them. And so now they're going to be way more interested in you. You know, now they click your link, they're going through your funnels, either for your book or appointments with you and things like that. And, um, so yeah, you know, it's just another type of strategy that you can use um, to really um, get those clients through Facebook. Because I talk to a lot of people, I talk to a, a lot, a lot of leads, and that's one big thing they always hear. Oh well, Facebook is not for me. My customer is not on Facebook, and your customers, your customers always on Facebook. There's two billion people on Facebook, and I think there's like 1.4 billion active a day. So if you have the right content and then from there, it's all it, all it is from there is just targeting. If you can target the right people, you have the good content and then from there, it's all good to go. Um, so yeah, I think that'll definitely be one thing that you could definitely, uh, you know, implement, um, you know, for your consulting, coaching um, and for your business, for sure. Well, thank you. Right. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is what I am here for. <laughs> so we can go ahead and get into the final section, final thoughts. So I have to ask you about your experience with the uh, Tom Jordan Morning Show. Please tell us how that was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! I mean, it was amazing. Uh, it was it was demanding. Um, it was challenging. Um, but one of the reasons that I took it is because 
um, you know, I had always been talent and I wanted to, you know, hone my skills in different areas. And so even though I was still on the, the air every day, um, I was behind the scenes and really learning what, what it takes to build a show um, of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I got thing, you know, to do things. My family got to do things that I probably would have never gotten to done, you know, if I hadn't been in that position. Um, so I really walked away with um, a lot of great memories. Um, with a lot of, of new skill. I mean, Tom is a businessman too, so I learned, you know, just how you can build a, a business based on what you love, yeah. you know, and, um, and and how, you know, it all comes back to kind of creating that legacy for your family. And so I, um, I, I it was just amazing. I mean, I, you know, I met so many people, like I said, was placed in so many different situations and and so many um you know just opportunities that i got because because of that so it was it was phenomenal yeah i could imagine i could imagine the day-to-day was crazy just running a uh, such a huge show like that it was insane but you know what i did like about it is I, you know obviously there were certain things that had to be done every day uh-huh. but no day looked the same oh, like okay. you never could you know predict, predict what how the day was going to be yeah, and you know, it would be you'd go in on a Thursday just thinking it was a regular Thursday and Tom's like, Okay, well we're going to we're going to do the show from San Francisco, be ready at noon. Right, you know? and he's just like, Wait, right. what? For real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got two babies, like really? <laughs> um, but that was that was, you know, the hard part, but it was also the really fun part, okay. you know. I mean we, we traveled the world together, you know, we were you know, at the White House for, you know, first inauguration, second inauguration. You know, we were in Chicago when, when uh, Obama was announced. And the cool thing about that is I had known President Obama before he was even Senator Obama because I was working in Chicago when he, oh, when he started yeah, running for senator. Yeah, so I've known him that long. And so to be able to also be a part of, of that uh-huh. um, and still be in my career was just like phenomenal. So just yeah, I got to take my, my dad to the White House to meet President Obama, you know, and this is a guy who grew up you know, when there was still segregation. And yeah. so just those things, my children, my boys got to go to see this black man in, in the White House. I mean, just those opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, I mean, it's priceless. Yeah, it's for priceless. sure. I can imagine that's a, a, a such a breathtaking thing, especially for your father, just to be able to, you know, like you said, grow up in segregation and see it, literally a whole president, a whole black man as president for eight plus, for eight years. So yeah. I can imagine it. Is the uh, it's on a scale of one to ten? I'm already assuming the answer to this. Like, is a White House security really like top notch? Like, like oh, she almost tackled my dad. My dad, <laughs> my dad let me tell you, my dad is uh, an amazing, amazing man. And when he walks into a room, he walks in like he owns it. Yeah. But you can't do that at the White House. You can't, <laughs> you can't walk into the Oval Office like you own it, and that's what my dad did. Yeah. And security almost tackled him. Oh I mean, it was it was gosh. funny. My dad was like, <laughs> it was that, that's grandpa. No, it really is. But I think that, um, and I've been to the White House and other presidencies. I must say, I think that you know President Obama probably had the warmest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Invitation climate you, right. um, for visitors. And I think they really did want people to be able to come and see and people that may not normally, you know, have an opportunity. I mean, obviously it's the presidency and there's real world threats that you have to, to be aware of. But I think that they really wanted to um, to change it, you know, change change how people viewed it. And I think they did a, a phenomenal job of that. Mm. And um, going back to your experience we in media and the Tom Jordan Morning Show, what are some of, you know, other than like Obama, what are some of the famous, most famous people that you've got the chance to work with? 
it is so much easier to ask me who not. <laughs> I, I just posted a video because it's like I have so many uh, interviews. And so like once a week, I've been just posting some of the older interviews, some of the bigger people like I posted. I did a, I did like a 40-minute interview with Luther Vandross, and I was like oh, wow. nine months pregnant. And um, it was just really cool. So I've met, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. I mean, I've met, you know, just yeah, about yeah. everybody, especially you know, that were of a certain era. Um, working for Tom, I got to meet people that, you know, that my dad, like, you know, when Smokey Robinson walked in the studio, and wow, I almost just, yeah. like, passed out. Um, I did one of the last interviews with Tina Marie before she died. Um, you know, being friends with, like, Gerald LeVert. And, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I've known, and I don't even know if you know any of these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, but, like, sure. Genuine and I have been friends since, like, before Pony came out. I was, like, <laughs> radio when Pony came out. So he was just, like, calling this little college radio station, uh, trying to get his song played, and, you know, and then the rest is history. So I always post pictures, you know, because Genuine are such good friends, and people think we dated and all this kind yeah, of stuff, because right. he's always, like, so loving with me, because we've just known each other for, like, for 20 so long, years. For sure. You know, so there's people, you know, like Fred Hammond, there's just people that I'm just friends with because I've been around them so much. Um, and so, you know, and actors and actresses too, you know, and so it's just, a, it's just, it's just been a fun, it's just yeah, been a fun, yeah. fun career. Um, and I, um, and I really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of hard work. Of course. I, won't, I won't lie. It was a lot yeah. of hard work. It was a lot of sacrifice. Um, but it was, it was well worth it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you again, Miss Nikki, for coming on the show, really sharing your wisdom in the media industry. Um, if you could give some final thoughts for the people to take home and we will be out of here. You know, I think that my biggest thing is I, I just really want people to focus on figuring out what they love. I mean, I think so many of us were told by our parents or our teachers, oh, you should be an engineer because that's a good job. Or you right. should be a, you know, a teacher because that's a good job. Um, but really figure out what you love. I mean, I think the money will always come mm -hmm. um, if you're making a difference. And so that is always my advice. Um, I try with my children not to say, oh, you know, because I think that you, you know, you're good at math, that you should be, you know, an engineer. Right. You know, I mean, I want them to do what's going to make them happy. I mean, the one thing that I can say is that I loved what I did for my entire career. Yeah. You know, there was never a day where I was like, oh, my God, I got to go to work today. Yeah. It's I loved what I did. And when you love what you do, you're put in the work. Um, you'll do the extra hours. You'll you'll do what it takes to be really, really good. Um, and so that's that's what I encourage everybody. And it's never too late. Like if you're if you know, like you're in one of those jobs that you hate going, and it's taking years off your life because yeah. you're miserable. It's never too late to to make a change. Mm -hmm. Just um, find something that you're passionate about and really just be good at it. Because if you're, if you're passionate about it, it won't feel like work. It, no, sometimes it feels like <laughs> no, it, but but I think you'll go the extra mile. Yeah, you know what I okay. mean. And I think it balances <laughs> each other out. Okay. Um, I think being successful is work. I mean, I don't want anybody to think that oh, you figure out what you love and it's like la di da and you right, skip down right. the yellow brick road. No, it's not. I mean, you have to put in the work, um, but it always pays off. I think that's the difference. Like when you when you're doing what you were put on this earth to do, it always pays off. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I encourage people to, to focus on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, where can they find you at? So I am Nikki Woods everywhere. <laughs> so 